Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Monday, October 5th, 2015, and this is The Ride. We are starting another week this week. I hope you are too. What am I saying? We're all starting the same new week. That's right. This is a new week for me. This is a new week for you. Let's not get lost on the significance of that. This is a new week. And I'm ready to conquer it. How about you? I have to put my mind in gear to get my week working the way it needs to. The best that I can get it working. And then, of course, my power and my strength comes through my Savior operating through me. And we're going to knock this week out of the park. How about you? All right, well, let's, let's attempt to do that this week. I have a, a thought, many of you know that my wife and I and our family are going through this Fearless series at our church, and we're hosting home group events during the six-week period of time. And so, of course, fear and getting past fear is on the front burner of my mind. Well, so we had our second home group last night. Very nice evening. Learned some things about fear and how it is not to be the controlling force in our life. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I, I don't have a lot of fear. There's, a, there's certain things that I am fearful of, but I don't feel like I have a lot of fear. Not like someone who maybe is um, dealing with a, a very... Uh, debilitating disease or something like that where you're fearful for your next day kind of thing so, but you know we all have fears at one level or another right but I was thinking you know I was you know I know where I stand with the Lord and I feel like I'm pretty pretty okay and so last night I'm dreaming and I got the most fearful you guys remember the movie Inception where where um, oh what was his name I forgot his name the actor Leo DiCaprio something like that he plays the the uh, the lead role in this where their job is to implant ideas in someone's sleep into their sleeping consciousness or their un their subconsciousness well, last night it was like, it truly was like, I can, I can see it and I can feel it and I can know it right now, that it was like my enemy was doing an inception on me, planting this fear, this nugget of fear in my mind. Don't know where it came from. It's kind of based on a slight element of truth in my life, which his deceptions always seem to do. But I read recently that fear isn't the absence of faith. It's simply the faith in the wrong thing. 
And in this particular dream I had, the enemy planted this nugget of partial truth and a terrible consequence of that. And it racked me with fear in my dream. I didn't wake up with fear. I had fear while I was sleeping, which that's kind of... uh, I don't know if I ever typically have that, but I'm just giving you what I got. And last night I was dreaming in a state of panic. That doesn't happen to me very often. Maybe a few times. And and I was really... I, I can kind of replay it... Replay that dream in my mind right now. I remember thinking... Okay, if that's true... Then we're in some deep doo-doo. <laughs> and... I do not know what to do. I don't know what to do. And it's interesting because today, this morning, I was going through some of the the preliminary stuff for next week's class in this in this fearlessness class. And there was a concept there about you know you can fear the the object of fear or the object that's bringing the fear. You know you can fear that, but you might also. And many times we do fear what the solution is. And the story where the disciples are out in the boat in the storm and Jesus is not with them and then he walks on the water and they think he's a ghost. Remember that one? Well, they they are worried that they're not going to make it. Not only are they going to not make it to the other side, they're worried that they're going to die. They're worried they're going under in this storm. I've seen the Sea of Galilee. It's not a huge sea. It's more like a big, big lake. I've heard that storms on that Sea of Galilee can can whip up pretty nasty. Smaller bodies of water can actually have worse tragic wave action than, than the ocean. But anyway, they're worried, so they're looking at the fear. The storm is their fear. But what comes out? Their solution. His name is Jesus, but they're fearing him as well. So I'm thinking about my dream now. In my dream, I'm fearing the, the original fear, and I'm fearing the solution. And, and part of it is I don't know what the solution is. But part of it is I kind of know what the solution is, and I don't want to do that thing. I know I'm being kind of vague, but you're just going to have to trust me. So what are we, what are you fearful of today? And can I say something about fear? I, I realized recently that fear doesn't have to be... Mm, like a panic-stricken kind of feeling. You know, that's a typical, typical way we might think of fear. Like being scared in a 
horror movie kind of fear. But what about the kind of fear that doesn't present itself that way? What about the kind that's... I know I need to confront somebody about an issue in their life that's damaging to both them and maybe their children, let's say. But in confronting them, it would be very difficult. It would maybe sever a relationship, perhaps. That's a different kind of emotion. It's not like being in a storm where you're worried about your life. This is a different thing. You may be worried about your reputation. You may be worried about a friendship being lost. Those present themselves slightly different. You might be a parent who's never really disciplined their children properly and, and have learned that maybe you ought to and you're afraid to do that thing that you know is right because you're worried that the relationship you have with your children might be broken. Because they're not, they're not used to that. There's all sorts of fears. There's fears that you know, some of you know that I spent time with people who have addictions to pornography. When it comes to that, letting go of that addiction, it's not a necessarily a panic-stricken fear. It's more like, well, I don't want to stop doing what I like doing. And if I were to stop, then I won't you know, I won't enjoy life as much. Now you might think, well, that's just a selfishness. But there's a fear nestled in that whole thing. Because, like I said earlier, because fear is faith misplaced. And someone who's in that kind of situation would think, well, if I have to give that up, I'm not going to enjoy life the way that I have been. And I don't have faith in the right thing, in the relationship with God, enough to counteract the fact that I have faith in this wrong thing that gives me satisfaction. So that one it portrays itself different, but it's still a fear. You're fearful that you're not going to get your own way. Well, I have been telling you guys, and I've been telling myself, that getting your own way isn't getting your own way. It's not going to get you what you want. Not ultimately. You know, you gotta, you gotta give your, you gotta give your life away. Is what God's asking us to do today. You gotta give your life away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now! What I got, you gotta get it, put it in you! Okay, now, I might be taking that song just a little bit 
beyond what the meaning is because I don't actually know what the meaning is for that song. But what I got, Jesus Christ, I got to get it, put it in you. That's what the gospel's all about. Sharing the good news. The good news is that we don't need to be fearful. Why? Because you can put your faith in something, in someone who is looking out for you and who is well aware of the enemy's schemes. And the enemy's schemes are the ones that are putting you into fear. It either scares you because it is the element of fear or it scares you because you've been trusting in that thing and not trusting in the Lord and underneath it all there is a spiritual realization whether you know it or not that it is not the full solution for you. Jesus Christ is the only way. The only way. Seems harsh, but he said it himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but through me. So if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know that I'm 100% sold out on Jesus. Absolutely. I expect to see him one day. But I may be 100% sold out doesn't mean I don't have fear at times in my life. We just need to remember where to place our trust. That's really what it is. If fear is what says, what if? What if this bad thing were to happen? What if? What if? What if? What if? The answer to that question is God is. God is love. God is for you. God is not against you. God has your back. God is greater than anything the enemy would want to throw at you. God is greater than any mistake you've ever made. God is greater than any addictive power known to man or future known to man. God can heal relationships. See, one of those things we talked about was that relationships, we were worried they'd be severed. Well, God can heal those relationships. Don't you know that maybe when the truth enters into a situation and you know you needed to speak truth into a situation and you were worried that that relationship would be severed? Sometimes you got to believe that the truth into a situation is actually going to heal it. It might sever it for a bit, but it may heal it down the road. Uh, I'm thinking of a story. Keith Green uh, was a Christian singer back in the 70s. And he knew a guy, Randy Stonehill. Randy Stonehill was a Christian musician. And they knew each other before Keith Green was saved. 
before Keith Green came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And at that moment in time, Randy could have witnessed to Keith Green, but if I've got the story right, he didn't get in his face and say, you know, you must get saved, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm imagining that if that were to have taken place, it could have possibly severed that relationship, correct? But maybe Keith Green would come to know the Lord and then at some point would be grateful for that and then the relationship would be restored. But what happened was Randy wasn't in his face and Keith Green did come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ at one point and then later he was, you know, Keith was very much an evangelist which which meant he wanted to share that gospel with everyone who would hear. But he he came to Randy one day and said, "You know, why weren't you why weren't you in my face about this thing? What if I had died and I'd not known Jesus?" And I don't remember Randy's response. I'm sure he had a decent response. I guess the point is once Keith Green was saved, he would have more, he'd be more in tune with the Lord's heart, and those restorations would take place, even if things were severed, you know, in in bringing him to the Lord. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we had someone in our group the other night who had to face a fear and go to a family member who was in the hospital uh, for a serious condition, serious enough that she really felt that the Lord was having her go to uh, explain the gospel to this person, even though that person had rejected that for many, many years. And, you know, so there's an example. You're facing a fear of maybe rejection maybe a severing of a relationship. But the, the sharing of the gospel is seen as the more important thing. And what I'm saying here with the Randy Stonehill and Keith Green example is that in some cases that may need to be done. It, it fly, that, that knowledge flies in the face of someone who's got just a worldly view and it may challenge their whole worldview. But as Christians, we know where our strength lies. It's in Jesus and His Father. And sometimes you got to say the thing and risk. But if the if that word is received by that person... What a restoration of a a relationship that can be. Because, dare I say, the relationship between those two people, the one on the deathbed and the one trying to witness the Lord to them, the relationship isn't very deep. I mean, it may be family. It's by blood, natural blood. But a much more stronger relationship is the one between believers I'm not minimizing that there's, you know, that there isn't a risk in losing a family relationship. But sometimes the risk needs to be taken.
I don't want to miss out on eternity with my family, and I want to introduce them to the Lord. So let's do that. Let's face our fears. Let's live in a way where we recognize that God is stronger than any fear in our life, okay? So you stay in that word. You live in peace with your neighbors, and you pray for those who persecute you. And you stand down fear in the face, and you say, my God is for me, all right? And I will see you on the flip.